You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth. On this week's episode, we are talking about being a powerful woman and how sometimes that translates into maybe just being a bitch to some people. And also, I'm going to get into um, my kind of obsessive Christmas tree decoration ordeal that Lisa has no idea what I'm talking about. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome back. It's episode 23. I wanted to take this time to talk about a subject that is really being skewed in every which way you can possibly imagine, Tiffany, regarding our country, but most importantly, I want to bring it down to a basic level of professionals, lawyer, doctor, what we deal with on a day-to-day basis as females. I'm running into this issue literally two, three, four times a day, and now it's obviously broadcasted all over the news because now there's going to be potentially another female in power in this country, potentially, I said. So I'm looking at it like, okay, strong females with strong backgrounds and an ability to stand up for themselves and speak their mind is for some reason looked at in some negative light like we're bitches like we need to be checked because our mind is in the wrong place or maybe we're coming across as too confrontational when in reality I'm doing my job you're doing your job but we're females so we have this absolute amount of backlash That's different, you know? It's like a gender stereotype, and we don't really spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about gender stereotypes, but I feel like it's a big problem. I don't even know where to begin. There's so many things that go through my mind on this. Drop the big bomb on this one. Yeah, you know, because I agree with you, and then, you know, sometimes I purposefully try to not be that person because I've always said you get more with sugar than you do with salt, but, you know, when you do actually have to put your foot down or or raise your voice or... You know, you're right. I mean, there's this, there's this, you know, stereotype of, oh, she's a bitch or, oh, she's bossy or, no, I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. There's a difference. Right. Like, or right? trying to cause problems. Yeah, you know, it, it's just, I mean, last week, not to cut you off, but last week in mediation, somebody just blurted out, oh my God, you're so confrontational. Why are you like that? And it was another professional calling me that. And I stopped for a minute and I said, what are you talking about? I'm doing my job. I'm representing my client's interest. I'm not trying to be confrontational. It's part of our job as a lawyer to speak your mind and present your case. If I wasn't doing my job, maybe I would be considered bitchy, but what what's up with that? I don't get it. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes people like want to have their cake and eat it too. It's like, you know, sometimes men want to be with the strong women, so they feel like, you know, a strong woman, so they feel like they can... Maybe women, too. They well, might yeah. want to be with lots okay. of women. But, you know, <laughs> like, they can take care of themselves, and they don't have to rely on the man all the time, and they can, you know, deal with certain situations themselves. And then, but it's like, when there's other situations, like, oh, no, now all of a sudden you're supposed to be a lady and not be like that. It's like, bro, you can't, like... Pick and choose. You can't pick and choose when you get a certain facet of my personality. Right. Right? And that, you know, that happened with me in my personal life. It's like, that's not the way this works. Exactly. You know? Like, you... What you see is what you get all the time. Maybe I woke up today and I feel very ladylike. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. You know, it's like putting on your pants, your pantsuit, you know, versus putting on maybe a shorter dress that day, you know, to to walk into a meeting or something. Like, that's going to dictate. It's funny. This suit that I have on now, I don't have the jacket today. This, it's a navy, uh, 
and like white yeah. pinstripe suit. Man, this is my power suit, man. I put that's this your, thing on, and I feel like I'm about to go kick some ass. Like that's important. So I, you know, you know this about me. I dress up when I'm having a bad day because I yes. just feel like it like makes, makes feel me better. feel better. Perception is reality. Yes, but you know, I do, I do notice that. To your point, and I'm going to talk about attire for a second because I feel like when I'm in a pants suit as a woman with a pair of heels on, I get a different reaction even from family members in a room than I do when I have a dress with my white coat on. Very I, different. I agree 100%. Very That's different. so important that you not brought that up. Not one better or worse, but very different. different. Like today was like a I'm not going to F with you day. Yep. Like no one tried my ass today. Not one person. When I'm in scrubs and I look like I'm 12 with my hair in a ponytail, like everybody tries me. So like when I'm just having those days where I just feel like I'm not in the mood for to deal with people, I put on a suit. Because it's like everybody just leaves me to F alone. Like all the time. Well, I also think it's it's a it's almost like a cape for me. Like, you know, we talked about having like a superwoman cape and the idea of Wonder Woman and the concept of being Wonder Woman, I think like weeks ago in one of our other podcasts. But for me, it's putting on a black suit, you know, putting on the black pants, putting on a shirt, putting on the black jacket. It just means do not cross me today. <laughs> and it sucks now because everything's so on Zoom, Tiffany. And I'm so like, true. I'm the one that's on all these Zoom hearings, Zoom media. I'm dressed up, man. I got my heels on. I've got my suit on. And sometimes I will purposely stand up from my chair and walk around my office with the Zoom camera on so everybody can see what I'm wearing. I'm not wearing jeans, you know, or a pajama bottom and a t-shirt with a jacket like all these lawyers are posting all over social media. Like I'm doing today with my flip-flops on. <laughs> oh, well, that that's cool. I don't care about shoes. But I mean, all these people are like, oh, I love Zoom. And they're like, you know, half-dressed. But I always feel like half-dressed, half-assed, you know? Like, yeah, no, no. Your brain's Listen. not in it. When I went to take my board exams, every single one of my board exams I dressed up for. Yeah. Because I just felt like I was in the mentality of being a doctor. Like when I was in medical school. What do you mean dressed up? Like, like what's dressed up for Like I would school? put on like a, a regular, like everyone would be in like jeans or like half pajamas or something comfortable to take a test. Right. I wanted to feel uncomfortable taking the test. Purposely. I wanted, yeah, purposely. Because I, I felt like it put me in the right frame of mind to do what I was taking a test to do. That's what you're going to do. If you yeah. pass, this is where you're going to be at. Yeah. You're not going to be lounging around no, in jammies I, I all day. I don't do sloppy. I, I, I never have done sloppy. I don't do sloppy. I don't even think sloppy's in your vocabulary, no. actually. I, I, I am, you know, no, I don't do that. And, like, the sheer fact that I have to have my hair in a bun because it's like a tornado flood, like, flood, oh. flash flood effect yeah. outside today yeah. is Thanks, like a nightmare Tropical for me. Thanks, Tropical Storm Etta. Thank you for canceling school, et cetera, et cetera. But, but back to your point, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think, look, and I, not for nothing, I do think some women are just bitches right sure oh and yeah. we you and I both know plenty of them oh, like they're of just not pleasant people nope but when nope. it comes to work and having to make decisions you know sometimes I put it back on the person like you forced me to get like that like you push my buttons you put your thumb on my forehead and this is the shit that you're gonna get in response this is what you're getting like yeah. you don't when you when that side of me gets pulled out it is bad it is a bad side to come because I will squash you like a bug it's no, bad. I agree. I agree. I agree with you on that. I think that's a strong part of your personality. And, and I, that's probably why I like you a lot, because I'm the same way. Like, I'm I'll like, be nice. I'll be kind. Nicest person in the world until you cross me. Yeah, you when push you me around. Uh-uh. Bitch, you better step back. Yeah. And it's not because I want to fight or if I'm aggressive or anything like that. It's literally just assertive. I'm telling you how I feel. If you're not happy with the way I'm responding, then maybe you should change the way you're approaching me, because I'm not the one that's out of control here. Plus, it's like, okay, I'll tell you an example. I'm in court last week. I had a ton of hearings, which is probably why, you know, we were delayed and for our podcast. And I'm literally arguing, making my point, you know, Zoom. So, of course, you take away the whole, you know, in the courtroom effect type of thing. 
And I, I literally said out loud a couple times, and then I had to check myself, I'm not trying to be confrontational. This is my position. And then I said it. And I later in the night, I thought about it. I'm like, why the hell did I have to say that? I know. Why did I have to preface myself with that statement? Shouldn't it just be my words alone in the way I'm arguing? Isn't that enough? I was in a Department of Medicine meeting about, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. And remember, I did medical school in the hospital that I'm now attending at, right? Oh, that's right. You told me that. Yep. So we were, in a, we were in a department meeting, and I'm talking, and one of my old attendings that I had a long time ago keeps cutting me off. And I let it happen like two or three times, and I finally, I'm going to make up a name. I was going to say Bob. That's not his name, but whatever. Yeah. And I was like, Bob, I'm not done talking. And everyone just stopped and looked at me. And I'm like, and I actually said it. I'm like, I don't know if you recall, but I'm no longer your inferior. I'm no longer your subordinate. I am now your colleague. You don't get to cut me off. That's I'm right. not done speaking. And like the whole room was just like crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Cricket. Like stop already. And stop. you know at that point after you said that, you were right. But at, you know people were thinking, oh my God. Oh, oh no, but God. they already all think I'm a bitch. So it's, it's oh, you know. Oh, okay. It's just, it's, what's beneficial to me is like <laughs> half of our administrative team at my hospital is all women. So it's like every, we've just like taken over at our that's hospital. Right. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Women leadership. That's yeah. a perfect, I didn't even think about it. That's a it's perfect wonderful. example. And I, I bet you a lot of men... I don't know, because I'm just making an assumption here, because I don't work in medicine, but I bet you male doctors might be a little bit ticked off a little bit by that? I don't know. I mean, what do you I think? Pro- probably. I don't I mean, they, the they sure as hell aren't talking to me about it, because, I mean, no. like, that would be the wrong person to talk to. No, no, no. But, but I mean, I think in medicine, it's a little different, um, because regardless of what my colleagues, well, first of all, there are more graduating female medical students now than men. So women are, like, really kind of taking over the field of medicine. So the, the, the stereotype is really starting to get skewed a little bit, at least in medicine, about the, the whole demeanor and everything. But, right. but I think being a female as a physician for patients, so we talk about our clients, I think that women are perceived as more empathetic, more sensitive, so we kind of actually get farther than sometimes our male counterparts do. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so That's the emotional side. I actually use me being a female to my advantage in, in, in what I do. Um, but, you know, I think administratively and, you know, some, sometimes, I don't know. I mean, I, and I don't like being like that. It really doesn't, you know, some people are like, she's such a bitch or she's so tough or because I talk like a guy. But I, that's that's a product of my upbringing. Like, I right. grew up in a smaller town, and we all, anyone from Fort Pierce, we all kind of act the same. It's pretty funny. If you meet anyone from the town, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. But um, I don't, my day-to-day, I, I do. I, I think I probably speak more like a man than I do a woman. But, but, but think about that for a minute. What does that mean to you? Uh, I know. You speak more like a man than a woman. What the hell does that mean? Think about that. I mean, I, I'll, listen, I'll, I'm going to tell the audience. I'll tell you the example. Remember when I was telling you the story about my ex and how we were all at like a party and it was a whole bunch of doctors at the party. This is a great story. Now I've just found out about this after the fact, right? I didn't even know this happened until like I'm going through all of my current situation. Sure. So all these doctors at a party. So yeah, they're doctors, but we're not, we're not doctoring. We're all just at a party. Everyone's drinking, everybody's hanging out, whatever. And so I was standing in a group and there was a group of men and I had made a comment to someone like, oh, what, like they were all complaining about some, something or someone, I don't even remember. Right. And I said, whatever, tell them to suck it. And I like walked away. 
right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You would have thought, that, now I find out it was the end of the world that this, this older, like, this older Spanish doctor turns to my ex and was like, oh, how, how, how could you allow her to speak like that? She's not acting like a lady with all this, of these doctors in the room. This was a I'm male like, or a female a male, that was upset. A male. But a I'm male like, was what? upset. What? First of all, we're not doctoring, number one, right now. Number two, who gives a shit what everyone in the room is doing? Like, what is it with these men and their egos about what they do for a living? It drives me crazy. And I'm like, number three, so, oh, the worst part is that the person that was supposed to be backing me up in this, like, don't you think the person you're with would turn and be like, that's why I love her. That's Tiff. You know what I mean? Like, she can take care of herself. Oh, no. Then you start bashing me to that person. Oh, no. Like, oh, yeah, I know. She's a problem. You know, that, that mouth of hers. Like, no, dude, you don't get... That's what I'm saying about picking and choosing. So you're happy I can change my own tire outside or I can tell some guy to go away and don't touch me or turn around and punch someone in their face if they touch me inappropriately. But you can't. But I'm not allowed to tell someone, like, what I'm thinking. No, man. See, it's some, that is some bullshit. Well, because I'm sorry. that's like, inappropriate for a lady to say yeah, something Yeah, you know like what? That. That I'm not that's a not lady. okay. I don't know what to tell. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's my point. Like, we're not at some gala where everybody's on best behavior. And, right. You know, it's, a, it's like a charity event. Like, everybody's getting hammered. <laughs> One of the surgeons punches another one in the face. The yeah. true story. Another one is like feeling up on me, and all of that is appropriate. But I'm not. Al- I'm not allowed to tell someone right. to go suck it. What? Yeah, you know the whole it's concept of acting like a lady. Like I, I actually heard somebody say that a couple weeks ago. I think I forget where I was. The literally the comment acting like a lady, and I stopped for a minute, and I'm like, what does that mean? Acting I don't even know like what that means. a lady. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm supposed to be in a nice dress and my legs are crossed perfectly, and I'm just saying yes sir and yes sir, and I'm very kind, and I'm using please and thank you and no sir, no, like that's not even real. But here's the thing: I'm actually very polite. I don't know if you've ever been out with me, and, and, and probably not, Al probably hasn't even noticed it either. I always say yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir, always. I'm like the most polite person in the world to everyone else. So it's like, if, but if we're all partying, hanging out, like why do I have to change my trajectory of the situation that's around me? It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, not when only most that. Of, when the funny part is most of those people are total assholes. Of course. Like to- total. But it's like, I, I got so, ir- I got more, because ir- I didn't find out about this until recently. And that party was like three or four years ago. Oh, wow. And then I got even more irritated. I'm like, let me get this straight. So one, you're just now telling me this. Two, you didn't back me up at the time? No, bro. No, no. Like, so pissed. Whose team are you on? So pissed. <laughs> Where is this going and why? But I think people look at women sometimes and they expect you to talk in a certain way. It's fine if you're strong and you're independent, but then if you use like a vulgar word, like suck it, and all of a sudden you're horrible. You're like this terrible human being. But you always have to be careful what you're saying as a female, I feel like. And I'm not saying that men don't have to be careful, but I feel like when you're in a professional situation where everybody's laid back, relaxing, having a good time, women have to be more on edge about their appearance, how they're reacting, how they're responding, what choice of language they're using. Whereas I really do feel like men just say whatever they want and nobody cares. There's yeah. like no no issue with well, what comes out of their mouth. That's bothersome to me too because I actually am very careful about what I say and when I say it. I don't change who I am, but I'm careful. But again, to my point, everybody's getting drunk. Everybody's acting a fool. And then people remember me saying, suck it. Like, that's what you remember from the, like, you literally don't remember that one guy punching the other guy in the face. Like, that you don't remember that. That was a non-issue. That, that was, was a non-issue. Issue in the party. That, but like, it's that's just, normal. That's a normal it's thing. Ju- 
I, 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 just, it, I don't know why it bothered me so much. I'm like, I, you've got to be kidding me. Well, it's because they were judging you because you were a female. That's probably why that you got so go upset and about I, it. Well, and, and it's like, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the thing, too. Like, I'm like the farthest thing from, like, a quote-unquote feminist. Like, I, whatever. Oh, but, yeah. We're not talking a, about a, that. At all. At all. It's just like... I don't know. I don't know why people feel like you have to have your cake and eat it. Like you, you don't get to pick when I get to act a certain way that you do not get to do that. Well, here's another part of that, which per, for me, you know, dealing with family law really irritates me when someone says to you and you're trying to negotiate or whatever. And, you know, obviously I'm a mom, you know, I have girls, whatever. Someone says, well, you're a parent or you're a mom. So you probably just wouldn't get it. Yeah, no. I hear that all the time. And I, I say, actually, I do get it. And I am more understanding of the situation because I literally can relate to that person who is a mom who is dealing with those issues, which obviously parental roles can be defined differently in each household. Males, females, female, female, male, male, whatever the case may be. The traditional family is obviously out the door now. There's no more leave it to beaver. But I'm just saying that's offensive as well. Like you're judging me because I can actually understand the situation as a parent and as a mother. You shouldn't be like, oh, well, that's because you're a mother. No, that's actually beneficial how for about, me. How about it's actually because I'm a lawyer and I know what I'm doing? How about that? Well, they neglect to, in those types of situations, and I say they because it's usually a male attorney, they neglect to realize that. That's just, like, not important. Well, if we're just going to lay it out on the table, I'm going to tell you right now, there are very few people in this world that could probably do day-to-day what I do. I'm not even like I look at some of my male counterparts and it's like so let me get this straight so you walk in you operate you walk out you do your note and you go home oh that's nice because I do everything in my office literally every literally everything I have to tell you a really funny story about that which I haven't told you yet and I'll say it now because you're gonna laugh so I say that all the time like nobody on this planet does what I do you will not I say this to everybody my family my friends everyone especially my sisters who don't really get my life. But regardless of that, I sit there and I say, I do everything. You're not going to find someone that cl- can clone me. It do- you're not going to find that human. Good luck. So, you know, you, you repeat stuff. You say things a lot. I say it in my head a lot because I know I repeat it. No shit. My four-year-old the other day comes walking out of her room. Chris Pot. Put a crown on her head, you know, a, a, you know a whatever crown comes out in a dress, you know, one of her princess dresses, and says, I'm mom, I just want you to know, I do everything. (laughs) I was literally, like, almost peeing in my pants, and my husband turned and looked at me, and he goes, um, no comment, Lisa. (laughs) So they see it, you know, they they hear it, it, and I'm like, damn straight, that's right, girl. (laughs) You got it, you got it. It's it's nuts, I mean, I, you know, you just so you guys know, getting getting Lisa and I scheduled together for 30 minutes a week is a near impossible feat. Like, I'm not yes. kidding. Like, we went back and forth this week. Like, she's in trial. I've got three depositions this week with the law firm I work with. Like, back-to-back, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday depots. And then I'm in my office the other time. I'm on call right now, which means I'm busier post-call tomorrow on top of my office patients that I have to see. Plus, you're a mom. On top of being a mom, on top of having to go home to put up a freaking Christmas tree today with this kid. Oh, so, we're going to talk about that in a Yeah, minute. we'll talk about that in a second. So it's just like... Don't like wah 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 like and then I and, and I shit you not I'm up till usually midnight Monday through Thursday doing paperwork emails and billing, so I wait I go home I have my three hours with my son he goes to bed and then between the hours of eight and midnight I spend catching up. 
because there's no calls, there's no kid up. You're basically just, yeah. it's the end of the hour. You're burning the midnight oil. You got to get it done. It's the only time. Because look, I mean, if you're going it to, it's funny. It was a quote from The Rock, actually. And I forgot what he said. I love like, him. But it was something along the lines of, you can't expect to go work for someone else 40 hours a week and not put any time into what you want to do and then be successful. Essentially, like if, if, if you are employed and you want to do something above and beyond what you're doing, you're going to have to do it outside of the normal nine to five time. Yep. Yep. And that's what happens when you own a business. Like, yes, I, it's a business. It's a medical practice, but it's a business. And so if I'm going to expand my business or, you know, I have some contracts to review and different stuff from the hospital and so on and so forth, when else am I going to do that? I'm seeing patients and, and doing legal work from nine to five every day. So Plus it's your own product. You know, it's your own yeah, brand. Yeah, it's you. It's my baby. It's you. Yeah, yeah, it's my baby. It's absolutely. I mean, I even tell my kids that. You know, I had my business and my law firm before you guys. Yep. And it's very important, not to mention it's a gigantic source of our life. Well, I told you there was a research article that came out of, like, I think about two or three years ago now that they looked at the children of parents who worked a lot and were not home on the typical hours, right? But the, the child saw their parents working. They beca- became more productive members of society. And by that, I don't mean anything other than the fact that, you know, they didn't commit any violent crimes. They had a higher income. They were good people, like however you want to gauge that. But they actually tr- trace that. And those children became better adults, however you want to gauge the word better. I would love to find that research article and just read it over and over and over again. Because, you know, I think a lot of times as working moms and especially professions like we have, which are stressful in themselves. You know, we're not like running a flower shop or selling cupcakes. You know, this is like, it doesn't end just because you finished the meeting with your client. But even to your point, running a flower shop, I mean, owning a business is tough, man. No, of course it is. And I'm not saying it's not, but I mean, you know, you, it's different. Like it doesn't end. Your job doesn't end ever. And you're not just making a product and walking away from it. These are an ongoing cycle of people and emotions that you're dealing with that never end. And even when I get people divorced, it's still not over. Your clients call you at all hours of the night. I'm on call 24, seven, 365. I have, you know, I have a concierge medical practice. They have my personal cell phone. I mean, I got three phone calls on a Sunday before, before noon. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. Forget but you Sunday know what? They're, they're my, you know, those are my clients. They, they are paying for a service and I, it's a service oriented industry. It's medicine. A lot of people don't see it that way, but I do. I mean, they're my patients. They're like my babies, right? So sure. they text me, I respond. So I, there's no off time. I mean, I'm going to tell you, right. I've got to take a phone. I literally have to email my clients or patients before I go saying, I'm going to be on a mountain. I might not be able to answer you back I have to send out an email thing beforehand I mean I have to take my cell phone with me on a freaking mountain because my patients might text me and it is my responsibility to get back with them yeah and if you don't you're a bad it, professional I, don't, I just lost my Are retainer you, I, contract maybe I shouldn't say bad yeah. but you're not a I'm not, successful professional if you're going to ignore right, your clients right you're in you shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing it I tell people that all the time if you can't reach your lawyer there's a problem now, that doesn't mean 24 7, right. 365. Reasonable. Because le- emergencies are going to happen in the middle of the night with medicine. Not so much with the law. Every now and then, you know, you run into an issue. But, you know, for the most part, it's not 24 7. And I, I, with kids, I had to set boundaries because yeah. I just couldn't keep going and going and going like that. It's just not healthy. <laughs> it wasn't healthy from a mental health perspective or anything else. But I do think that when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into something, you have to be prepared, obviously, to deal with any type of negative or positive outcome that comes out of it. But my biggest issue is just the judgment, you know, the critical judgment of others on what you do, what you say, how you do it. It's like, where is the respect in this world? Yeah, I just... Where did it go? Co- you know, where did it go? It's funny. I actually... Maybe you can... 
I don't know, you know me pretty well by now. So I actually, I'm not a very judgmental person. Like, I just feel like everyone can do whatever they want to do and makes them happy. I might not agree with it, but I'm not, I'm not very judgmental. I, I really don't care what other people are doing in their personal lives. It really, if it does not affect my life, I honestly don't care. But, you know, to the flip side of that, I also kind of expect the same from other people. You know, just because just because someone's a little bit older than me and they had the typical leave it to beaver lifestyle and you don't understand what I do, that doesn't mean what I'm doing is wrong, incorrect, and not the right way of doing things, whatever, so on and so forth. Or and the I, whole bad mom, mommy guilt stuff. Yeah, I just don't I just don't understand why it's so difficult for people to just understand that the world goes round because we all act differently, do things differently, think differently. It's and provide really, different it's really not different that services. Hard. Isn't it a lot harder to put negative energy into something instead of positive or just no energy into it? Well, I agree with that, but I would find that and we'll just call them haters, because that's probably the best way to explain it in today's world. People make it their job. You know, they they focus on the negative parts of everything and every person and every you know, issue that comes up rather than even taking an opportunity to look at, hey, the glass is half full versus half empty. And then they spew that on everyone. And it's like misery loves company. So they just talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And at the end of the day, it's like, what feeling are you getting from that? I mean, and I see it in law and it just, it, it really pisses me off because I see people that work really hard, really care about their cases and really care about their, their clients. And then there's people that have a bigger mouth like me, or maybe a big mouth, maybe the biggest mouth, I don't know. And I'm judged, you know, it's like, oh, confrontational. Oh, she's a bitch. It just means I'm doing my job. I'm sorry. Well, here's the other, here's the other side to that. What I also don't agree with is women, you know, being the, let's call it a minority in certain careers let's just say that I, I, whatever it might be a medicine is really not one of them but well not so much either but, but you know sure there's some careers and it's yeah. like the fact that some people get hired picked elected whatever you want to call it because they're female see that I don't agree with oh god because it's yeah. like no you should still have had to have put in the same work the same effort the same whatever that the male counterparts put in and and I and I think that goes across everything right I'm not saying and I'm not going to get into the opportunity part. I don't mean that. I'm just saying at the end of the day, whether you're female, male, black, white, doesn't what gay, not gay, heterosexual, it doesn't matter, right? Someone should be placed in a position, however they get to that position, hired, like I said, hired, whatever, based upon their qualifications and nothing else. Agreed. Because sometimes what happens is you bounce people in these positions, and I'm going to talk about women who really have not earned their place in that position, and then they become disasters, and then that company never wants to hire another woman again because they screwed it up doing that one. Right, and right? it's like you literally just took the whole house down, Correct. and now you've ruined and that, anybody's opportunity. And that opportunity. I have a problem with, right? It need, it, by equal opportunity, it means equal, equal opportunity. Absolutely. Meaning that everyone that has that opportunity should have the same and equal background for whatever that job is, whatever that position is, you know, so on and so forth. No, I agree. We see that all the time. And it's, it's, it's nauseating, you know, to it's see no, that. And, and I'm a woman. And I, listen, Me, yeah, I, I, mean, I love to have a woman in power. Like I want to have a woman in power. I mean, I think I want to make it more of a norm so we can stop freaking talking about this when I'm that's, 50. That's I mean, true. I would love in 15 years to not the even have first to have. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I'm done. I don't even want to have the conversation anymore. So I love it when a woman does, you know, is in a position of power or does something unique and different or whatever 
it's like kind of like a female astronaut. Like we don't talk about it anymore. There's been enough of them, right? There's like, oh, right. female. Like we did it's that. Over. Yeah. Right. It's over. Right. So I'm looking forward to the future, to where this becomes so norm that we don't have to talk about it anymore. Same thing with black. Same thing. I want it to become a norm, so we don't have to talk about it anymore because it deserves to be a norm. But with that being said, it should be because the person deserves to be in that position, not because they're female or their skin color. It, 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 yes. I, I, I think it's going to take a while, though, Tiffany, for that, both of those issues to really come out because it's a very difficult concept, I think, for the average person to figure that out and understand it. But I look at it as our kids, you know, growing up, what they're seeing and what they're exposed to and how they're perceiving, you know, each other and what goes on. I mean, we'd be fools to sit here and say our kids aren't watching what's happening. Bullshit. They watch everything. They're here. I mean, they're teaching it even in our small private schools where our kids go, you know, about females and about, you know, all different races and people becoming successful and what steps they took. And I just tell my kids, you be a leader because you're good at being a leader and because you can be successful because it's important for you. It has n- makes no difference because you're a girl or a boy. Well, I told you. Just I ha- do your best. I had to have the conversation with Harrison about like Catholicism and other religions and right. this whole thing. Like we get into this whole thing in the car. Like I, I don't even remember where it came from at this point, but I even brought you up. I'm like, well, you know, Lisa's not Catholic. She doesn't go to mass. And, and he's like, Lily. I'm like, no, different Lisa, other Lisa. The I'm other like, Lisa. Yeah, because yeah. I've got two. And she's like, he's like, what is she? I go, she's Jewish. And so I had to go into that whole thing. Right. And I'm like, so as a parent, you know, my response is, just because they do something differently than you doesn't mean that they're wrong or you're right. Absolutely. They do, they, I said they still worship a God. You know, they, they, they're still good people. They just do it differently. And I said they have different, you know, different outlooks and different uh, different holidays. And, and so I go into this whole thing, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. And so what I said to him, I says, I said, you know, Harrison, you know how some people speak Spanish or some people speak Chinese? And he's like, yeah. I go, it's just their language. And he says, yeah. I go, same thing with religions. I go, some people are Jewish. Some people right. are Baptist. Some people are Hindu. Some people. And he's like, oh, okay. I said, just like some people have different skin color. I said, and you're still friends. He's got a little bit friend named Joshua in his class. He's like, I love Joshua. I'm like, that's my point, buddy. Just because yeah. someone's different than you doesn't make... And he's like, oh, okay. But, you know, that's the problem sometimes. With, and we talked about this with private school. Like, they're thinking everyone's going to mass every Sunday. It's like, that's not so much yeah. the case, no. you know? No, So um, my... I felt always felt like my job as a parent was to put in his head that it doesn't matter what color you are, you know, if you're... You know, what religion you are, if you're male, if you're female, whatever. At the end of the day... There's, there's two things. Everyone should be treated the same, and nobody gets to touch you inappropriately. That's it. Oh, yeah. Those two are good <laughs> ones. But, and it also comes down to respect. Yes. And, I mean, I tell my girls that as well. You can disagree with other people, but you have to respect their opinion, and of you course. have to give them an opportunity to present what they want to say, yes. and then you stop. And then you get your opportunity to present. But you can't sit there and say, well, they're wrong or they're right because of what they're saying. And we're talking four-year-olds and seven-year-olds, you know? How many people do you come across in your daily work life, you know, or even your, your, your normal life, you know, whatever that is, normal life, who knows anymore, you know, where adults can't figure that no. out, you know? No, it's I like, mean, there are literally some, the there are some physicians, I'm like, I can't even be in the doctor's lounge with them because they're just so obnoxious. blatantly obnoxious. It's, I'm like, I'm out, I can't, I can't, like... Like, if they're on call, I will wait until the next day so I can have someone else on the case. I can't because it's, it's not just... A, but it's not okay. It's, it's not, not okay, okay to feel uncomfortable in no. your own work environment because one person is taking advantage of the way they talk or they feel or, or how they treat people. It's just, I think nowadays, especially right now in November, you know, as we close up 2020 and all the, you know, crap that everybody's been dealing with, with COVID and just everything, you know, it comes down to a general basic principle. Respect other people. That's it. It's, I That's mean, it. 
It's it, and you know what? Sometimes I hate to say this. Like, can people just fake it? Just freaking fake it. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's like if you're super disagreeing, you're super angry, just smile, nod, and move on. Just fake that shit. I yeah. fake shit all the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> My patients talk to me about politics all the time from both sides. And I just, they, I let them think that I'm on their side. I just, I just smile and nod and smile and nod. Like, I'm not here to talk about that, dude. It's not so, here. It's so fake ridiculous. It. Fake it. You know, fake it. It's, it's not like, that hard. Talk to say your truth and I'll just sit and listen. Okay. You know? um, um, I'm over it. You need to talk about this Christmas tree because I'm, I'm like, obviously you just said I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish, but we do Christmas in our house. It's a big deal. I married an Italian. Christmas Eve is like the thing. We alternate hosting it every other year. It's our year this year. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. But the tree, like now, I mean, it's November so, 9th. <laughs> you know, my kid is all about the Christmas tree. I have to buy a new one next year. I want a little bit bigger one. But oh, so I, you buy the, you have a fake one or yeah, you buy a real a fake, one? Uh, I don't have time for fake trees. I mean, a real tree, sorry. Fake, I, yeah, okay. Yeah. Less to clean up. Yes. So um, the Christmas tree, that's correct. The Christmas tree is a very big ordeal. I'm one of those people that looks like their tree came out of a catalog. Of course you are. I knew you were going to say that. I have like oh my the God. ribbons. I knew you were going to say that. It, it's all color coordinated. Like you cannot have an ornament on my tree that doesn't match. It's mm. it's obnoxious. It has you to match my house. Out. When you saw our tree. Yeah. Because no. I let the kids decorate oh, it and no, I no. step back. No, no, no. See, I have to put all the ribbon on first and the tree topper. And then I have to show Harrison where to put the ornament. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We don't do that. I say, here's your tree, girls. Here's and the then, box. Have so fun. I'll be I eating have, a candy cane. I, I get, like, anxiety <laughs> because I like clear Christmas lights because it matches the aesthetic of the tree. But I have one of those ones with a remote, so it goes between clear and rainbow. Or you can have uh, rainbow and clear together. Not okay. So he wants rainbow lights. So he literally will have it on. And then I swear to God, the minute the kid goes to sleep, I'm like, white lights. You <laughs> like, turn it, off the rainbow. You can't. Rainbow's fun, though. But I also am crazy with, um, you'll you'll see this year, since it'll be our first Christmas together as yes, friends. That's I'm right. neurotic about wrapping gifts. I spend hours <sighs> Wrapping Christmas gifts because the paper has to match the tree. So, it, and I put like, yeah, Al's looking at me like okay. I'm nuts. This, this and is I put, insane. And I put decorative ribbon and like decorative ornaments on all of the Christmas gifts. And I put them around the tree all pretty. It's like my thing. So it's just aesthetic because uh-huh. obviously the next day after Christmas, forget it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Everything's no. trash. And then the tree will come down within a week after Christmas because I'm over it. But that's why it goes up early. But, yeah, you're having it up for, like, two months. That's insane. One month, man. What are you talking about? It's like uh, No, Christmas is the month. end of December. So six weeks. Six weeks. Okay. Okay. That's a but, long But, you know, time. we're going to tell your ride for, like, five days. So that's going to be, like, time that we're not with the tree. But it's a big deal for Harrison. But I have to, like, like I've got to go every year. And I've got to go buy ribbon. And i got to, you know, yeah. That's insane. That's, so, that's but I'll post po- photos when it's all done. Yeah, I feel like you should. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a really cool doctor hobby. Like, no, my tree looks like kindergartners put it up because they did. Because they did. They did. Yeah, I'm like, here's so your tree. they can do their tree, and then they can come over and just look at the pretty tree and tell Brooklyn not to touch. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say. I used to have a cat, and the cat would knock over all the ornaments, and I swear to God, I would just put the cat in, like, a room for no, like, a month. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't do that for sure. Anyway. Well, guys, make sure you stay healthy. And stay grounded. But I was also going to say, email us. We haven't, oh. we haven't received a lot of feedback from episode 22, our recap of what you love from season one. And make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And you can hit us up on Instagram at Confident Chaos Podcast or email us at Confident Chaos Podcast at gmail.com. Because we're confidently chaotic. Yes. <laughs> okay, now everyone can stay healthy and stay grounded. Stay grounded.